0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Brandon Boyd, co-owner of Robertas, a super duper awesome place.
1: Robertas is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded high-kicks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear vision. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are to pluck the low-hanging fruit of the literati. Your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire.
2: Now I always feel a little bad when we call our guest the low-hanging fruit of literati because she's an amazing writer. One of
1: my very, very, very favorite people. I'm so happy.
2: I'm a high fruit. (laughs) (laughs) You are like the top berry.
1: All right, just don't be strange, fruit. Uh, Oh, please. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, it's the Mike and Judy show here uh, in Bushwick at Roberta's and the Heritage Radio Network with our very special guest, Lisa Carver.
2: Yay, we got Lisa Carver. (laughs) We're cool. (laughs) Thank you.
1: for those of you squares out there who aren't in the know, Lisa is probably most well known for her incredible fanzine roller derby. She's a great uh, author, author of Drugs Are Nice and the Lisa Diaries, her uh, stuff on Nerve.com and most recently Vice. I love the interviews with the kids. is amazing. Uh, she's a performance artist, also known occasionally as Lisa Suck Dog, and I'm proud to call you my friend uh, more than anything. I'm so glad, proud to have you here. And of course, you have a new book coming out, uh, Reaching Out With No Hands, Reconsidering Yoko Ono. What's up, Lisa? Ooh! I
3: want you to New
2: York. You came here to do some performance and paintings.
3: (laughs) Yes, I'm not going to do any paintings. You
2: are. (laughs) You're going to boss people around?
3: (laughs) Yeah, they're forced paintings.
2: So do you tell them (laughs) what to paint or just that they have to? Are you coming tonight? I can't. But you can't come. I can't come. <laughs> but you're wearing you're wearing a really cute dress. Like you don't look bossy and mean enough to make people paint.
3: Yeah, I I wear yellow because I'm coming to New York. Cause. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see.
2: Because summer smells like pee. Like.
1: <laughs> uh, what what exactly is a forced painting? What's going to happen if I were to show up tonight?
3: Uh, well, um, we have we just partner people up, and then they have to tell each other. Well, it changes every time, but before we've made them tell each other their worst fear, and then they have to look into each other's eyes and slap each other's faces until they're red,
2: and then they paint each other's souls. <laughs> <laughs> this, this a- I'm definitely not coming. It sounds, sounds, like so something you and I need, sounds
1: like something you and I need to do together, Yeah, Judy. there's
2: no encounter sessions at the Mike and Judy show. We keep uh, our feelings muffled.
1: Mike and Judy cheaper than therapy. It's what I always say. Yeah, that's not what's
3: going to happen in New York tonight, though.
1: I know you came with a message of like, love and kindness. What's up with that?
3: Yeah, because it's New York. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to force people to like, touch each other and then paint each other's hearts <laughs> and gaze. Now,
1: the last time I think I saw you perform, which is pretty typical, um, there's been uh, food being thrown around. There's been nudity. There's been uh, peeing. There's been, um, well, a lot, a lot less than kindness and nicety of your performances.
2: Yeah. yeah. So what's happened? What's turned you to the nice side? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm
3: not on the nice side. <laughs> I'm not on the nice side. It's just a screw with you tonight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm a bad woman. <laughs> so you kind of live in the country, right? Yeah, I live in New Hampshire. What is it like for a weirdo to be in the country, and I mean that in the nicest way. Everybody, nobody talks to anybody there, so nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. So yeah. people, so people at the grocery store, if you, or even if you just introduce yourself, people don't know who you are. People actually, once in a while, ask
3: for an autograph or something like that, and I tell them it's not me because you know, like maybe I have like sweatpants on or something. So I'm <laughs> keeping the mystique. It's no. my it's
2: my schlumpy twin yeah. instead of my evil twin. I don't know who this Lisa
1: suck dog is well <laughs> new hampshire um home of three of my favorite people through my good friends uh lisa of course and my friend john spencer and our mutual friend Gigi allen and the shags and the shags yeah. so all sorts of savage talent coming out of new hampshire <laughs> so um you know before we we're talking about uh dating i think you famously once went out on a date with Gigi allen
2: yes i did and oh, how, char- how charming uh,
1: well hey, Gigi could be quite the charmer let me tell you
2: what's he charming uh it was memorable (laughs) (laughs) so herpes like what was the date like did he take you to a nice place for dinner the opera no
3: i met him at the show where he was performing that night and basically he was surrounded by a bunch of fans and i had to beat them all off and stalk him all night and and eventually he got really drunk and he cut my dress and stuck his tongue in and he had like almost no teeth (laughs) It was very exciting. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did he smell a little of poo? No, not yet. Okay, it was early yeah. in the night.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, Gigi was a very charming guy. He used to stay at my house all the time when he was in New York and never had any problems. Sort of a mutual respect thing we had going. We you know, made a couple records together and, you know, Gigi was all right. I mean, oh, he
3: was fine normally, but the, uh, ca- someone came over with a video camera.
1: That's the problem. Yeah. That was always the problem is that his fans would push him a little bit over the edge. Yeah.
3: And then he bashed my
2: head against a beam. <laughs> yeah that 's a bad date, <laughs> we were talking about dating earlier, that would be a bad date.
3: It was pretty memorable. I was like twenty years old, so i haven 't forgotten yet
2: <laughs> so like five years later, you still remember
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love you
2: <laughs> so So what is dating like in big sky country because in new york it 's a it 's a nightmare because. Like even the schlubbiest guy Thinks he's supermodel worthy Nobody Like men from 40 to 51 Like 22 year olds
1: Okay I'm gonna have to step up And defend the single man Of a certain age At some point But let's start with Let's start dating. with dating Yeah let's start <laughs> with um, You were certainly Have to be the belle Of Dover, New Hampshire Yeah
3: I, I must admit I am the belle of Dover. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I went on a date one time with a guy uh, he took me to Dunkin Donuts mm. and he um, he mm. ha- he was eating a blueberry muffin and he like Gigi was missing a tooth in front and some of the blueberry muffin came flying out of the hole <laughs> and landed oh, in my
2: so, my, like my little sporty date
3: yeah and then he took me to the movies to see a um, I don't even remember what, but he talked over it the whole time, and then he was oh complaining God. about how his last girlfriend wouldn't have sex with him
2: anymore, really loud.
3: And so- he has that perfect
2: little hole for the, um, you know, the holder for the, for like a clip, like you know. Oh my what? God!
3: <laughs> you really see the positive. Slash the
2: wire.
1: And the whole thing, all time I'm thinking, you know, like. The American tragedy of the blueberry muffin because you know there just aren't enough blueberries in them the whole time and she's thinking about
2: I don't know like she wouldn't have sex with him you know there could be
1: I don't know I was thinking about the muffin the blueberry muffin
2: (sighs) but but okay so what about okay (laughs) I read about some of your dates on Facebook because we're Facebook fans friends even though we've never met Um, the postmaster
3: did you ever go out with him if I see him I will hunt him down again <laughs> but i only see him like once every 10 years and don't you need stamps yeah he's not he's the he's the he's powerful Mass. this is the real like keep him in the back you this, know? Is the, this is the
1: like, um new hampshire postmaster
3: yeah he doesn't have to mess with the
2: masses he's he's special well, he's
1: not delivering the <laughs> mail i don't know maybe new hampshire is
2: but maybe i can send you a package with like the address kind of screwed up and then you can come in and be like really mad and so i like, demand right. to see
1: the postmaster <laughs>
2: yeah you gotta think about but Wear that, that yellow
1: dress When you go see them. Yes.
2: Yeah <laughs> It's a boxy New York <laughs> So
1: where, where are you Meeting these men I mean I live In, in a co- You know Cosmopolitan Metropolis Megalopolis here And I find it hard To meet women And you live out, Way out in the I, sticks And you know And you're Doing some serial dating Lately I've to told no-
3: about Three of my dates now And you guys Haven't told me any I wanna hear about yours
2: <laughs> Okay I, I went out with a guy Who crapped himself In my bed once That's probably <laughs> The worst date of all time <laughs> Um. Went, <laughs> wait <laughs> Wait So Set up the scene
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bring the camera back
2: I, it's, I'm like the, I'm You know that's, that's like the best Worst date ever But wait Were you asleep When it happened No no We oh. were about to have sex And he was <laughs> Jack, Jack is dying So, 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 you, got,
1: so you guys have Gigi Allen in common That's nice <laughs>
2: but no so i was in the other room like freshening up putting on like a cute slip and stuff and i go into the bedroom and he's laying there with like his legs hanging off the bed i'm just like a pile of shit coming oh. out from his boxers like liquid all over and he wouldn't wake up like i was kicking him and screaming and he's passed out cold and so i went to the i was so upset i went to the living room which is like i have a railroad so you can see that you can see and smell it all night long and then i went to sleep and I wake up to him going and I swear to god this is true Oh shit. And he like and I just pretended to be asleep because I didn't even know what to say. Like you crapped your pants. Like this is so disgusting. So he went and uh he left. He did not clean up or anything.
3: Well you can't clean that up. Like you need a new mattress. (laughs) Did you
2: I got I have a new mattress. But did he did you make him
3: pay for it? No.
2: No. I I just was like I couldn't even I couldn't even How did you get the mattress downstairs? Well, it was I took the sheets and the pad off, uh-huh. the mattress pad off, yeah. so then threw them out obviously, not going in the laundry. And then um you know Bleached the mattress a little bit Then as soon as I could I got a new mattress I flipped it But there wasn't too much On the mattress But it's a psychic It's a psychic stain
1: I am so out of my league With you too
2: <laughs>
3: My flying blueberry Is yeah, like yeah, cowering now You know All I was
2: gonna say I was gonna go Oh yeah you
1: know Fear of intimacy Fear of commitment <laughs> You know Talking about the ex-boyfriend Too much Hangover from previous relationship And you got people Crap in the bed I'm with you Mike <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, if
2: you're going to write a book called "How Not to Date," like you have to have really screwed <laughs> well, up. Well,
1: rule number one: avoid the incontinent. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And it was it was kind of like karmic for me because he had been in a relationship and we've been like sort of fooling around. So I guess like Catholic girl, like maybe that was God punishing me for for you know fooling around but never having sex with this guy. So then when it was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> So, so lisa what was
3: your worst date i don't know i, I can i i, I well, where, you. where do you go on a date
1: in dover new hampshire actually it sounds really charming i mean been, you know you go to the beach you go
3: to the movies yeah. you go to dunkin donuts <laughs> you can go <laughs> eat oysters right go hang out with the schizophrenics at store 24 oh. no you can you know we have opera and everything i mean we
2: have it all it was really? that that was good that was maybe nice I should,
1: maybe i should move to dover
2: how many single people are there, though? Like, I imagine the pickings are kind of slim. They're not slim enough. I don't <laughs> <laughs> How do you find an oil man in New
3: Hampshire? Like, there's no oil up there, is there? Um, well, he's all energies, you know, whatever, and he flies around places. Um, I don't know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he's, he's yesterday's news anyway. But yeah. I, was, I mean...
1: The oil man. Um, so J.R. Ewing. This is what I'm picturing in my in my head. Uh, what, what does he know about Lisa dog And how does he parse everything? This? Yeah, he
3: knew everything. He was really into it. It's like uh, it's like one of those. Like when you get rich enough, you don't care anymore, and, right. and you like
2: you need more and more and more to, you know, shock you. Do you ever find this was the thing that bothered me when I had like a big mohawk and stuff? I would be the novelty date sometimes. Yeah. Do you ever get that? Like, I don't. Think so? I, I think.
1: Story of my fucking life.
3: <laughs> You're the novelty date.
1: Oh, you know, I'm just
2: that guy. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I hear weird noises on the headphones. Um. So, Mike, what I was going to ask you earlier, but before the mics came on, before the
3: microphones came on, uh, we were talking, Mike and I were talking about how much we love to read our own books. Oh, yeah. The (laughs)
1: author narcissism. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Although I don't agree with narcissism. I think it's just, you know, if a book is really good, it's good. What are you going to say? Hey, you you
1: know, sometimes, you know, when I was really in the rock and roll business, like I said, I'd dream up and then conceive and make these records because it was what I wanted to hear and no one else was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to Self-actualize it Yeah I love my book I love my books too Yeah um, You know I got It's it's weird It's got to put a little Distance between like The, the readings It's like you know I don't wallow it in all the time Yeah But every once in a while I pick it up It's like holy shit I'm fucking smart Yeah And do, funny Do you laugh at your own jokes <laughs> Oh totally Oh me too I, I, I can't like, wait I, I would take myself To the Dunkin Donuts And the opera if I could
3: <laughs> Well what I wanted to ask was Have you ever masturbated To your own Dirty scenes.
1: No, you know, and... (laughs) No, well, but, you know, I used to write porn novels, right? Back in the day, so I wrote many porn novels, and... No Did I actually um, Bring it to fruition As such No but there were Definitely times When I was young When you you
2: get like Half a husky
1: Yeah half a husky Yeah Yeah I get turned on By some scene Because I was you know Pulling from something That was obviously I figured I figure if it's a turn on For me it's going to be A turn on for the reader Uh It should should be Yeah So I'm definitely Digging into you know Reality and you know My self actualized fantasy Mm -hmm. So I definitely um, Arouse myself You know writing What you know Is my own personal You know turn on Sure but like I said But never um,
2: knows Any sticky fingers Like oh man it's like I don't even know you. <laughs> what? You, <laughs> I wrote suburban usually. tip fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the afternoon. We're taping this, so I'm usually here in the morning when I'm tired.
1: <laughs> uh, well, have you, Lisa, ever masturbated to your own work?
2: No, I haven't.
1: Have you ever masturbated with your own work?
3: I have, like, in in preparation for, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it does get <laughs> you in the writing mood.
3: Um. Well, yeah, you know, you can tap that, you know, dark, you know, gross,
2: debasing, <laughs> disgusting, <Wow. laughs> humiliating. No satin sheets, violent rose petals for you, maybe. Bed shitting. This might be a good time to take a break. What are we going to hear, Lisa? Uh,
1: I think it's a song about dating or marriage.
2: Oh, I'm <laughs> going to be married.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's Lisa Sutdog. It's the Mike and Judy Show here at Heritage Radio at Bushwick's. <laughs> In Bushwick and Roberto's. Here we go. <laughs> I'm to be
2: married Just
0: like Going to be married very, very
2: soon. Going to be married forever and ever. I'm going to
3: be married, and everything will be so happy and
2: bright, and everything will be so nice at night.
1: We've never made a record together.
3: I always invite you. And then you just like, I don't know, you're like like driving up to New Hampshire and then something (laughs) happens along the way. Well, we got to do it. We
1: owe it to ourselves. (laughs) And weren't we going to make like a horror movie in your backyard? Yes. Okay. You got to
3: actually get there. You pick up hitchhikers. I don't know what happens to you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is going to be the year. We're going to make a horror movie, do the soundtrack. What was that mess we were listening to anyway? How did you make that record?
3: Uh, That was a... Cos the Shroom did some... um, Backing tape music, it, and I just sing over it on a four track. Remember those days?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah how I long for them. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about your new book, okay? Um, Reaching out with no hands, reconsidering Yoko Ono, and if ever there was someone who needed to be reconsidered, it's Jerry Garcia or Yoko Ono. <laughs> um, Jerry no, Garcia your book. I I I I, I I love your book. You know, you know, I love your book. Um, and everyone who's read it is just falling all over themselves for it. It's very personal. It's um. Very unexpected. Uh, it's not. It's not a biography. It's not a, a monograph. It, it's something re- really outside the ordinary.
3: What is it? What do you call I, it? I don't know.
1: I what don't is, know. What's it, its genre? It, it, what's the genre? Is it's, it's. I think it's like. It's. It's not even an extended thought piece. It's like four hundred thought pieces. You know. You know. In, in one, it's like. It's like one of those time release capsules. You know, like lots of little little bubbles in it. You know, like you open it up and pills come out of the pill. That's what it's like.
3: Yeah, that's what she's like. I think she's
2: just. The super drug, yeah <laughs> how, how did you how did you research her? I haven't read the book yet because um, when is it coming out It'll be out uh, in October um, on backbeat
1: books and I can't, I can't wait it's, it's such a cool book so but tell me what is it about Yoko Ono because obviously uh, you're so affected by her and so I mean you got so far in, in her head i mean it's it's remarkable in places I never would have thought to go
3: she's really. Perplexing. I still don't know her. I lived and breathed her for a year, and I still don't know what what it is about her exactly, but she just makes everybody angry and hopeful at the same time, and then they get angry that they're hopeful, and hopeful (laughs) that they're angry. (laughs) But she's a really great artist, but she's a totally conceptual artist, and she's the only one I could think of who never brought it down to a mass production level. So it's it's like she just stays in this not this and not that state forever and it's so like underneath your skin like an alien and
1: i mean do we think her work is really good i mean yes, I, think so, I, do. I think some of her work is, is is really great i think a lot of it's dated pretty quickly um but then some of it just remains fresh because it's just it is. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Simon says yes. How does that ever go out of fashion?
3: I totally disagree that any of it is dated no. at all. Compare her work to other well, artists like, in the 60s well, and well, 70s. Well,
1: sure. Not that, well, they can be dated, too. But I think some of the happenings... I like the concept of putting the nail into the piece of wood. But it seems... A little tired at this point, to be honest with you.
3: But so much of it is she didn't do anything; she waited for you. She told you to do something, and then it's how you do it. That's mm-hmm. what it becomes. So it's always a becoming. So it can it can't be dated. You're so wrong.
1: <laughs> well, she sure recycles herself a lot. As you know, I was up at the Museum of Modern Art oh, a few years ago. Well,
3: so it is reality. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, like. You know, doesn't? And and there was a microphone up set up in the atrium, and it signs to scream. It was one of her things, and um, you know, in her. Seraphont that she that she loves to use so much there's the microphone and a small piano that said scream and I got the idea that you know this has been sitting in someone's drawer since like 1969 and they didn't have anything to put up in the atrium that week so they just said hey we got that Yoko thing and it, but it worked you know people did come up to it and scream you know mostly they were tourists I think the New Yorkers sort of walked right by it um, oddly I'll say about Yoko I saw her uh, perform in Central Park I mean, it was five years ago. She had a great band. She had some of the Mata players and, uh, there and um, some you know downtown people. I think Thirsty Moore was in the band. Uh, it was great. It was a really good concert. Uh, absolutely uh, ear-shattering, caterwauling, you know, along with some pretty hard rock and some more sensitive poetry. She was received so well. People really embraced her. People really loved her. I think we've gone past the, oh, that's that awful woman that broke up the Beatles. And especially as a New Yorker, she's the, the widow Lennon and people really embraced her, but on her terms. Not on Beatles' terms, on Yoko terms, and that was really surprising.
3: Except for you, I think (laughs) most men on Earth get um, frightened and hostile about her.
2: And Eric Danville, he loves her, too. I know one other person, and one other guy.
1: Yeah, well, he's going around the bend, too, though, so let's discount him. Um, (laughs) No, I I like Yoko because I do like the confrontation. I like some of her music. I think uh, the first Plastic Ono you know band record that she made when she made the twin records with john which is a great record um it reminds me of the stooges I, it's just a very powerful driving uh record I, I really like it a lot i like on the live piece in toronto the don't worry uh, kyoko mommy's only looking for a hand in the snow it sounds like captain beef art to me it's great she managed to pull this great riff out of, out of those old white rock guys but you were the one too who said because I said you know you know she's like crashing the stage on the Mike Douglas show with Chuck Berry and John Lennon to the point where they had to turn her mic off and I said like oh man she should have been there and you were the one who said no it's their fucking fault for letting her be there because they were too fucking whipped and couldn't say no.
3: <laughs> Mike was my editor. On, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and it, and it, it was the full disclosure. We we argued the whole time about it. We would have phone arguments the whole time
2: and the- it it really bothered me that she got stuck with this you know after having. A a long career In so many different things That she's the person Who broke up the Beatles Like first of all If she had Well first of all Congratulations Anybody anybody who
1: breaks up the Beatles Can't be all bad
2: No But I don't (laughs) think she did But She's not not,
1: I mean seriously I mean that's part of your point too Like one woman Was going to break up The Beatles as if that were even possible.
3: And this might make everybody hate me, but I really don't care. I I think I care a lot more about her as an artist than the Beatles. Oh, and I, definitely. You know, it could be you're because on I, friendly ground here.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you and me, it's us against Mike
1: and Judy. Ratings are <laughs> just like boom, just dropping like a stone. With a you know, it's like you make fun of the Beatles. It's like you know they're these sacred cows.
2: It's like ripping up a picture of the Pope on Saturday Night Live. Oh, man.
1: Um, the only thing that's worse Is if you make fun Of Patty Smith Who's like the real Sacred cow Then people get really I find people really What what you can't Make fun of Patti But Patty, you know what, you know what it's it, it is
2: like, It's like men Make fun of women When they haven't Experienced their art You have dragged Patty Smith's book Through the shit Without having read it I'm Yes No I've not yes, Well Yes you have. My problem, have you read it
1: no, I have not read it. And have you
2: said mean things about it?
1: I no, because yes. I'm not, nothing specific. I'm suspect though. I'll be honest. I think. Look, I don't think Patty has a sense of humor, and that that's what. And she takes herself You're so wrong. seriously. I, I was a huge Patty fan at a time when I was probably the only guy in my high school who dug Patty Smith because you know these other squares thought she was like you know ugly or weird. She had, you know she didn't shave her armpits and she was too punk and she wasn't Pat Benatar. I loved Patty Smith. I, I mean I was all over Easter when it came out and Horses was a great record, of course, before that, but uh, Easter was the one that you know, women was,
2: just get. Judged by a whole um, different standard. Yeah, but amended. yeah,
1: but I'm not like the others, McGuire. Yes, you you can trust me. Uh,
2: <laughs> but Please. tell me, me
1: Patty Smith has a sense of humor. That's what bothers me about Patty. She does have a sense
2: uh, of humor. What? Name one fucking
1: funny thing she's ever fucking said? I, I said, actually googled Patty Smith's sense of humor. Okay, the other day. Okay, and, and all I can come up with was, was William Burroughs and her in a conversation. She was complaining to him, "No one thinks I'm funny."
2: I saw I saw, I saw her speak in New York Public Library last year. She was really funny and sweet. She what was. did she
3: name one fucking thing? I don't, think she I said. don't know <laughs> any of She
2: didn't have any knock knock jokes, and it was over a year ago, so I can't think of it, but she was very self deprecating, sweet, and funny. Well, she, everybody should have a knock knock joke.
3: <laughs> really?
1: Knock knock. <laughs> Who's wait, there? Wait, no, no, no. You tell the knock knock. <laughs> uh,
3: okay. A horse. Goes into a bar And Hey buddy And the barman says Why the long face?
1: (laughs) But that's not a knock knock show And
3: then the horse says My wife just died
1: (laughs) Oh Oh. (laughs) Oh
3: I like
2: that one. That's good. <laughs>
1: That's Lisa Carver. That's next but level um, shit. Next level, <laughs> <laughs> level shit with Lisa Carver.
2: So, so after this um, performance in New York, do you have? A, are you going to come down here for readings with the Yoko book? I hope. Um, yeah, I don't do readings. I don't do readings. Oh, see.
3: <laughs> Fancy, see, <laughs> But um, <laughs> I will uh, come down and maybe do some of her her pieces or.
1: Lisa you know. does Yoko.
3: Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. You know how she did the cut piece? Like, that's her most famous piece? I don't... Oh, well, she had she invited everyone to come up and cut a piece of her clothes off until she was naked. Well, not until she. Whenever, whatever. Obviously, made a
1: big impact on Gigi Allen.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I think I could redo that. Except I'll make an audience member get their clothes.
0: <laughs> so it's sort of like a Yoko Ono
1: cover band, except you're doing her performance. Yes,
2: style. yes, exactly. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: She's good for covers. That'll be great. So, so what? So you have two kids, and didn't you just release a book by your son? Yeah, my friend Zach bought it. Can you tell us he a little did. bit about
3: that? It's called Wolf the Artist from Apocalypse Back, and it's all he's very apocalyptic. He's evangelical, and um, all he cares about is you know the kingdom of heaven. So <laughs> it's all about you know when when uh, the zombies come and they destroy everybody and eat their brains, and there's a solar flare, and there's ice caps, and um, then all the evangelicals go to heaven and hang out with jesus with their renewed bodies
2: what does he think about mom possibly being a left behind um he
3: says that i get to believe what i want to believe okay so he's not a pushy event no no he's you know i let him be an evangelist and he lets me be you know (laughs) whatever
2: i am and and your daughter sadie seems pretty sassy herself she is she's an atheist
1: okay (laughs) how have you avoided being the star of a reality show
2: how
3: has she avoided You them? Oh me? Yeah. <laughs> you know La Familia
1: La Familia Carver.
3: Yeah. Sadie's a cheerleader and a gymnast and And an atheist. Yes, and she's she beats up boys for
2: exercise. <laughs> <laughs> That's good exercise. Yeah. Uh, so so, what do your kids it's, think of your performances have you ever oh god no they
3: know nothing <laughs> they, my, my daughter um, tried to google me one time and she I stopped her and I said you know it's just it's not appropriate for you so she put big chalk signs everywhere around our house don't Google Lisa Carver it's inappropriate
2: <laughs> <laughs> So she's an artist too really. yeah she's a she's a I guess that's a
1: good piece the don't Google Lisa Carver piece <laughs>
2: Yeah
1: and you also have had a, uh, more recently had a book of, of paintings and a very very personal book the untitled book yes, which I, I mean I, I loved it I thought I mean the artwork is beautiful it's very, very moving. It it's was very such
3: personal. a good good marketing move of mine to give it no title. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, it worked for Led Zeppelin.
3: Yeah, and the Beatles so, <laughs> yeah. you know, bring it all back home.
1: <laughs> um, you are kind of like. But that Beatles. was when you were. That was, I, you know, I aside from um, like the um, you know, the very rich text and the very uh, incredible story, you were doing a. a it was a painting a day for eighty days. A
3: hundred, a, a
1: hundred paintings, yes. in a hundred days. Yeah. And one of which is in, in my living room, by the way. I know. I look I at know. it every day. Um, but that's incredible. I mean, that's a, that's. And you were selling them on eBay. And I think you sold them all, right? I sold
3: all one hundred. And then I, yeah, and I had never. I was never a painter before. Which
1: is insane because your work is amazing. And you now know I'm that. so
3: exhausted. I'm never going to paint again. <laughs> well,
1: that's just why you're making people come to New York to make other people paint. Yes, for exactly. you Yes, <laughs> exactly.
3: My next one's going to be. Uh, I'm going to do sculptures. I'm going to do a hundred sculptures in a hundred days. And since the last one was so depressing, it was about child prostitution. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. That's that sounds kind
1: of yeah. Well, you know, Lisa, if I were a sculpture, Sculptor. <laughs> but then again, Wait, no. Wait, I want
3: to. I want to go with the. If I was a sculpture, if I like were a sculpture,
1: you know, I would be like one of. The, I'd be more like a fountain, you know, like with like 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 water spurting out of my mouth, like yeah. a Don Martin out of drawing, your
3: mouth, right? Yeah. But I'm gonna do a hundred happy sculptures, and the first one's gonna be happy. Yeah, and I've never done it before, so I just went out and I bought all this clay, and I'm gonna roll it out. So the first one is gonna be a chunky bar. I'm gonna do a sculpture of a chunky bar because that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> a chunky
1: bar is the one Like kind of trapezoidal thing
3: No it's a square And okay. it has raisins And nuts in it But it's just I don't know What's so wonderful about it Except I can't find it anywhere And so whenever I do It's so exciting <laughs>
1: Alright Have
3: you ever had chunkies? Of course
1: well, What's wrong but with I you? Well, I don't know if they make <laughs> I'm them not anymore I'm just though. trying to remember But it's, it's not exactly a square though, It right? is It's it exactly is. Is it a is that raised it's, it's got raised It's like Is it like trapezoidal Kind of like know. a sort of Platform Well you break
3: thing? it into
2: pieces uh, but
3: they're bites
2: really I eat the whole thing It's huge <laughs> <I> just, like, <laughs> So if a date wants to impress you bring, Show up with a chunky bar It's like the holy grail it, It's hard to find <laughs> these days
1: <laughs> Alright In search of chunky bars I think we're out of time, Mike. I can't believe it. Once again, it's been the fastest half hour on the internet. This is the best. Lisa, thank you so thank you, much Lisa. for coming to visit us today.
3: Thank you for inviting me. I love you guys. I love your show. It's the best. I'll never <laughs> listen to anything else again, ever. You have <laughs> it on tape, right, Jack? <laughs> After I listen to this, I, anything else would just be a sucky suck
1: fest. <laughs> <laughs> of, course, of course, you're on Facebook. And uh, do you have a website and um, any uh, other outreach?
3: Suckdog.net. Suckdog.net.
1: suckdog.net. Go there. No, now. not next. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I like that though. <laughs>
1: Man, it's it's been it's been a Vampires. hell of a day. <laughs> All right, it's Mike and G. We'll see you guys next week.